Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. So welcome back to the Rick Shields podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Rick Shields. I'm here with producer Guy. We've got another action-packed episode coming your way. I feel like I say that every single episode, but I don't think I lie. You do tell lies, okay. but this isn't a lie. You are no... Everyone, everyone says to me, they go, oh, I've met Rick and Ralph, he's dead sound, we tell lies. <laughs> Is that... Am I that guy you were talking about on the podcast a couple of episodes ago when you were talking about that? Well, what was he called? Mr. Mr. Uh, Mr. Mulligan? Mr. Mulligan Man, Mulligan Man, Mulligan Man it was. But we were talking about somebody we know as well from oh, a professional yeah. level that yeah. is a, a, a professional liar. Uh, how are you, Guy? Um, yeah, I'm good. As you said, I've got my notes section on my phone and yours because I just sent it. It's absolutely full to the brim of pure content for today's episode. We've been rating it recently beforehand. You know what, today? Let's not rate it. Let the public decide. If it's good, they'll tell us. If it's not, they won't listen again. Maybe we should do that all the time maybe self-rating our own podcast might not be the thing that people should do either way this is episode number 45 is it this is number 45 of the uk's number two golf podcast number two do you know what number one is well i'd like to think it's the podcast that we are such enormous fans of your friend and mine the Open Podcast. Yes. Well done, everybody listening to the Richard Podcast. You got the Open Podcast to number one for one week only, we hope. Ideally, normal service should resume from this week onwards. <laughs> we are going to touch on the Open Podcast again later on the show because there was another absolute banger. I think the word banger is actually suitable. It was a banger of an episode. And fortunately for you guys listening, after you listen to this one today, there's going to be another one out. So it'll be three of ten. Um, we are going to touch on that a bit later on, but what I want to touch on first, Rick, was you know how you've often given the advice of to play a bit of golf, don't overthink it, don't be all statty, don't be getting to the course two hours before, don't be hitting loads of balls, just rock up last minute and play. That's very much my ethos, yeah. Yeah. Well, we've had an email today from Jake, Jake McGill, and it says, hi, um, don't fancy listener of the week, <laughs> but you two can read this email, uh, if you please. Just wanted to say that I followed Rick's advice by getting drunk the night before and turned up to the golf course after a few drinks with little time to spare. Previously hit around 105. Um, I had two warm-up drives with New Cobra Extreme. Um, got onto the tee, shanked both my, my shots, but then went on to um, shoot 19, my best ever score. There you go. I didn't swing hard since I was struggling and couldn't be arsed. <laughs> I love that. There's something in drunk golf. I'm a big fan of playing, not 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 drunk at the time, but hungover golf. I'm a big fan of it. I think when you go to the golf course with no preconceptions, you're not particularly feeling great. You might feel a bit delicate. You like, like what was he called, Jake? Yes. Like Jake saying he swung a little bit more within himself. And I, and I and I listen. He's not the only person that's played well with a hangover. And I think there's lots and lots out there. And I think it could be the start of a new coaching series that I bring out. This could be a good. That'll be a really good coaching video. In fact, I might even I might even make a golfing school. Nice. Like, like Friday night, everyone comes to mine, or we go to the pub when when you're allowed to. Everyone gets absolutely blottoed. We play darts. We we test some golf equipment. Come around to the garage. It's fine. <laughs> um, everyone is absolutely hanging. They get a taxi home, and then next day they've got to wake up hopefully responsibly get to the golf course obviously and uh ideally running late you, you know if your tea time's half nine i want you there at 
25 past nine, no yeah. earlier, with maybe one to two golf balls in your bag. You've got to borrow a tee on the tee peg from your No partners. glove for the first hole, you can't find it. No glove, no pitch mark in your pocket, pitchfork in your pocket. You can't even find a tee, so you have to hit it off the deck off the first you hole. You know what else I'd love? A missing club that you had out in the house, practicing your grip with. Oh, I'm not going to be seven nines out in the it. house today trying to practice my grip. Love it. And you'll go out, and this is gospel honest truth, you'll have the best round you've ever played in your life. Don't expect the first hole to be good. No. But that's okay. We call that the hungover mulligan. Yes. Like you could just write, it doesn't matter if it's a double or triple, it doesn't matter. It goes down on your scorecard, actually. But after that, 17 holes, you'll play the best goal for your life. And if you don't, feel free to send an email to podcastrickshields.com and he will refund you for your entire night out the night before you've wasted. <laughs> so. If it doesn't work the first time, we go again. Yes. It takes at least 10 times. Speaking, by the way, of numbers and emails, I made a bit of an error last week. I think you made a big error. So at the end of last I think week, you underestimated our audience. Well, I, I thought our audience listened to like half the podcast, and certainly the last five minutes is always a drag in it. So I thought people would just turn off and thought I've had enough of that garbage. So I rather foolishly said that if you've listened to the end of the episode, send us an email and say listen to the end, and we'll pick somebody to win like a dozen balls or something. Nothing of mass value, just a little treat. We had over a thousand emails. <laughs> And the problem with that was, obviously then, any kind of other emails that we've got for the show have just been absolutely lost in a million, and they're just all, pick me, pick oh me, pick me. God. So I looked through and just literally kind of span it down, like, with my finger, on my thumb on the phone, like, refreshed it, and just stopped on one. And I stopped on a guy called Craig Lucas, who I haven't emailed just yet, but I'm going to email him back um, and give him some balls don't know what yet we'll find something he also said though in his email he put please pick me listen to the very end of the, uh, listen to the very end of every podcast it's usually where that last golden nugget comes why would anyone turn off eagerly idiots in bracket please pick me from golf balls after a terrible round in the rain and winter i lost five pro v ones good job the wife thinks they're cheap so wow. <laughs> um anybody that's listening now please don't email in saying pick me because that is over and done with people, However, people email listen anyway. to emails late as well don't they so they'll be listening to it's emails pod- yeah it's a podcast, podcast sorry. yeah they'll be listening in weeks come time and you'll be still getting emails for weeks i hope you did say that it'd just be one winner right oh yeah just one <laughs> just one winner and when we say a dozen balls it might it, we don't know what it's going to be there. oh there's loads up boom? there yeah bought a box <laughs> We went to American Golf one day and we were struggling for a video ideas and ended up buying a box of boom golf balls and smash golf balls. Do you want to know what the word... So Rick's got a shelf here full of golf balls. You've got your Pro V's, your TP5's, your standard like things like that. The worst box that you could send would be those refurbished Pro V ones, wouldn't they? <laughs> they were, yeah, half and cut in half as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll send you a box. I'm sure we can find something. Um, talking about looking at the shelf i felt like i've spent all morning i've delayed recording the podcast here on monday because of two things one or three things okay one i stayed up really late last night watching the golf yeah believe it or not which i want to talk about two the kids are off school yeah so that's a nightmare at the moment because that means i've got to be more time at home and spending time with the kids and everything else and number three i have worked the hardest I've ever worked in the last seven days to make this home simulator today presentable for your presence. Mm-hmm. I feel like a kid, do you remember when you were a kid and you had a mate coming around to your house okay. and you tidy your bedroom like relentlessly yeah. so it looked amazing. You have all all your best gadgets out and everything. That's what I've tried to do today to some degree. I've not fully finished it, but how do you think I did? Cleanless. Um, I'd go... Nine out of ten. I even put the heater on for yeah, you. Yeah, presentation's really good. Um, there's a few things <laughs> in that I, how, I wish weren't here. For example, the weight bench, a few weights knocking about. But, getting hench. Yeah, you are on the bench. That's there. That was a good rhyme, wasn't it? <laughs> um, overall, I'm impressed. Um, it does look good, and I'm excited to see in the next couple of weeks when this is fully done what this little arena it's going to be like yeah there's going to be some content filming here i'm sure yeah it's getting close this is the home simulator i set up at lockdown in march and i very much did it spur of moment um the pm said we're in lockdown so i literally raced to the garage built a home simulator as quick as i can you might see the video on youtube 
And since that, it's kind of been many, many different things. Storage, dumping ground, kids' playground, somewhat of an office. But now we are looking to hit the winter months. And uh, you heard from a couple of podcasts ago, I'm not at Prairie Sports Village anymore. It's like, right, I actually need to now turn this into a room that is fit for a YouTube channel with 1.3 million subscribers and a YouTube channel fast approaching a million followers. Facebook. Facebook, sorry. I think... um... We also, we've said this before, we need to start filming the podcasts again. So this has got the potential now. It's almost getting nice enough to be filmable, isn't it? Yeah. The only, the only, well, I went really loud then. The only um, slight issue now, because we've taken a lot of stuff out of the uh, home simulator, it's not as cluttered. The audio is just a little tiny bit echoey today. So hopefully I can adjust that in, in post. Um, and I also watched the golf last night. Go on then, talk to me. There's two things. The Tiger Woods won. Tiger Woods win. <laughs> he didn't win. Nah. He played. He did. Him and Mickelson played with Adam Long yesterday, and Adam Long, who I don't really know much of him, but he absolutely schooled him. Um, is he? Is he what? Long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they didn't show much of him, actually. Even though he had the best round out of three ball, they didn't show much of him. Um, oddly, all the attention on, was on JT, Justin Thomas, and John Rahm. You'd imagine with the number two and three in the world, they were in the final group together, and uh, they kind of let slip Patrick Cantley, who came from nowhere. And I must admit, I don't get excited from Patrick Cantley one bit. <laughs> He's quite cool. He's very Adam Scott-esque mm-hmm. in his kind of presence and the way he styles himself with all his Hugo Boss and everything. Even his golf swing's a bit Adam Scott-esque. He's all tight-list gear up as well. He kind of snuck in from nowhere, managed to hold JT and John Rahm off. They both came joint second, one shot behind, and uh, he took took the victory. So that was one thing that I found. Yeah. However, I wish... I, it would never happen this, but I only really watched that back nine Sunday because there were three or four people in contention. Yeah. I literally, that's the only reason I watched it. That's the thing. If you're watching golf when there's like a handful of people in contention, or I I like it kind of my voice, but weirdly then, I like it when there's um, two situations. So firstly, when there's like six people in contention with like nine holes to go, or when one person is absolutely running away with it by like a ridiculous margin, and it's like watching how far ahead they can go. That's what I like. Yeah. This was this was actually good. I really wanted to play off actually because even weirdly, even though it got past midnight, I wasn't really tired with all the clocks going back and all this. But I um, I really really fancied uh, a playoff, and that would have been quite a, a, quite an interesting one. And then straight off the back of that, I was still on the tablet watching Sky Sports Golf. Uh, the Italian Open came on, so I watched the highlights of the final round from that. What a weird event that was. Um, Ross McGowan ended up winning, even though he's been on tour for 11 years. I didn't really know a lot of him. No. Uh, Laurie Cantor just missed out on taking it to a playoff. Nicholas Coltstart was up there. Martin Keimer was up there. The Italian Open golf course, I'm not quite sure what golf course it was. It didn't look particularly amazing, if I'm honest. It looked very just like a standard golf course. There was even um, power lines going across some of the fairways where I think on two or three occasions, some of the players hit the power lines and you had to replay your shot again. You had to replay your shot again. Oh, my days. Matt Wallace hit the power line, and uh, Lee Westwood hit the power line as well. And um, it was just a dead weird event, but Ross McGowan, after, you know, I think it had been on tour for 11 years or not won for 11 years or something, really a name I don't really know of. He must have just been, you know, a, a journeyman tour professional, managed to take victory. I think he's in his late 40s, if not early 50s. And uh, that was that. That was my background of golf. Well, too much golf. No, it's, I, I didn't watch any golf. I watched loads of clips of Borat on YouTube this weekend. <laughs> so I watched a new movie that's come out on Amazon Prime, and it was all right, but then I watched loads of the old clips on YouTube, and I really enjoyed that. He is funny, isn't he? Um, and what else Oops. did I watch as well? I was going to mention then. Oh, yeah, speaking of podcasts, have you seen, this is really off golf, but have you seen the new Joe Rogan podcast with Kanye West? I saw it come up on my timeline. Kanye West just doesn't speak sense. And then he, it's on for like three he hours into three it. hours basically straight and not anything he says is, is actually like makes sense. It's very, only, very peculiar. The only memes I saw was literally people saying, I heard Joe Rogan say welcome mm. and that was it. Yeah, was it just, all just Kanye West? But Yeah, but it wasn't even just, I won't go on about this for too long. It's clearly like the least <laughs> golf related stuff. And it's not paid. Yeah, and it's not paid. But he literally spoke for, like you said, three hours, but nothing actually made like... It's weird. You know, people speak Such words, but nothing character. actually makes sense. Anyway, I tell you what I did do this weekend, and you know what I did. You've admired it. Did. I went to the driving range, and I um, 
hitting it all right. A couple of interesting things. Go on. I noticed on your story, mm-hmm. did you just take like seven iron driver? No, seven iron wedge. Wow. Because this is the thing. Normally, when I was the driving range, I take my full bag or at least take my driver. But I wasn't really going to the driving range to practice. I was going for something to do. And I just fancy that my driving's that bad. I couldn't be bothered losing, not losing balls, but like hitting balls off the planet. So I thought, if I just take a sand wedge, that's in the bag then for like little lob shots when you're just trying to get a few through balls. Then I've got my seven iron as well to try and work on this swing fault I've got. I just can't fix it. So I've got I've, I've got an early extension, which is basically when I come into impact, my hips go forward towards the golf ball. Is that the best way of explaining it? Yeah. So as your downswing starts, you thrust your hips almost underneath as if I you're thrusting towards the butt end of the golf club as you come down into the and shot. it's horrible. I can block it or snap up it. Yeah, and the problem with that, the, the shaft gets really upright, the face is very difficult to control. It's very much a power move. Yeah, I'm a powerful guy. Hence the 12 yards. Yeah. Very much a power move. And it's a, a move that a lot of kids develop when they're younger, when they're trying to get power. But what happens then in early extension, if, if you've, and you might have experienced this, as you've come out of being a kid and starting to obviously become a grown-up and maybe not taking your golf as seriously in that time frame, potentially, it's like a, a very junior trait that gets brought up into your adult golf swing. Does that make sense? Yeah. I don't know if that's true with you. It might be. It's something I saw a lot of when I, used to, when I was coaching a lot of Trafford, where you know, a, young, a lad like you in the, in the 20s, I know you just turned 30 now, but would literally be smashing golf ball and you think, God, you're a good player. But then the... the a fault was this early extension when you actually go back into time they used to play as a kid they had a big long absence off and then they've come back into it with this uh this it's horrible i hate it and it's weird because i was with my brother at the driving range and i was telling him what i was doing wrong and like i knew i was doing it and he said something that was quite a good point but he said well if you know what you're doing why don't you stop doing it <laughs> it's like, isn't that easy is it when you've got a swing fault like, i know what i'm doing i can explain to somebody what i'm doing wrong but then trying to do it it's so alien that that swing that you posted was better yeah i feel like your posture that you've you implemented on that was way better than what i, I know i thought that but i don't know what i did differently you look like you're in really good balance and also your upper body looks like it's lent over more allowing yeah. you to stay more balanced that that is a really good um fixer to get out that early extension that's the, the swing that you've put on Instagram there, which you can check out at, at Guy Charnock. Yeah, plug. And I don't know if you shared that on the uh, podcast group as well. Maybe put it in the story yeah. or something. Um, that's one of the most controlled swings. But as you know, as soon as you start picking up speed, that early extension gets worse. Yeah, so, I did. Yeah, I know. I thought my posture looked decent. You've had some nice comments. Yeah. I said 707 views. So, you know, <laughs> I'm flexing. And you're wearing a hoodie. You know what though? I think somebody commented on that, just like saying, "Oh, you're wearing a hoodie." Like, not even just just saying it. But I always wear like wear a hoodie for the range anyway. I actually wore a baseball cap, which didn't very much like me. But yeah, that's um, the story oh, yeah, of my I didn't swing. Notice that. And then the other picture you shared before that was ridiculous. What was that one? The irony that oh. today's podcast I was talking about golf fashion. But right, if you <laughs> zoom in on my clubs, that was my favourite set of clubs probably ever. So I had Titleist DCI irons. Nice. They were like an oversized head and they had the loft printed on them, which is what I always remember. I had a 980F Titus 3 wood, an Odyssey 2 ball blade putter, driver I think was t- a Callaway ERC, and then wedges, I, it was all second hand, and then wedges, I had a Vokey, and then that rusty one you can just see in the middle was the tailor-made rack. Yeah, RAC, I can tell by just a little It was low good set of gloves, that. The thing I don't know, and I'll zoom in on that, is why my putter wasn't in the very top divider. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that wasn't in there. Pants way way too long pants are really baggy (laughs) right anyway we've had a really good question sent to us and i've briefed you on this a little bit but i've not massively so (laughs) it was from pierce murphy and it says plain and simple jack nicholas or tiger woods for me it's tiger let's hear your thoughts so what i'm gonna do and begrudgingly i'm gonna let you take tiger and I'm going to go with Jack. No, because you're you're really good at this. <laughs> you're really good at... And I've also done some research exactly. as well. Exactly. You're really good at uh, arguments. Well, should we be on the same page then? I wouldn't want to be married to you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to you, fiancé. I just don't think I would. I feel like I'd <laughs> always be losing the arguments, and it's just like, I can't be bothered with it. That is true. We don't argue very much because we always win. Okay, then. <laughs> 
So, how basically, either of these guys is the greatest of all time, the GOAT. I think we can agree on that. Yes. Now, it all comes down to how we want to define the greatest of all time. If it's down to majors, which is what most people go off, there's only one winner. Jack Nicholas. He's at 18 versus Tigers 15. So that's the argument over. However, I had a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> next, next. I had topic. a little bit of a look in some other stuff. I found a really good website actually. I had like an article, just pinch some of their stuff. PJ Tourwise. Well, because has this been spoken about before? <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought we'd been innovative. PJ Tourwise. Tiger has won 82 events so far. Okay. She's tied best ever with Sam Snead. Yeah. Versus Jack Nicholas's lousy 73. Okay. She's got nine more. The little stat that puts Tiger in the uh, running for being the GOAT. He has had 142 straight made cuts. That's outrageous. Versus Jack's 105. Another stat, though, that really... I knew this one roughly. Well, I didn't know it. I knew, that, I knew vaguely this stat, but I actually pulled it up. So, I know it doesn't matter, but second place in majors. Now, I know second place is first loser, but just to show how dominant, how up there he was, Tiger has came second six times in major championships, obviously with his 15 wins as well. Jack Nicholas has had 19 second places, which wow. is the most ever by nine. His next best was uh, Arnold Palmer with 10 second places. So he's, so he's a bit of a bottler, really, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. But that's the, that's the thing. I know, it, again, second places don't mean much. But when you think of... I know, we obviously, that was well before we were born. But if you were watching the golf major, like four majors a year, you'll have seen, in win 18, but be up there in second. I don't even know what he came yeah. third in top five, top tens. But 19 times he came second. So 35 times he's come first or second. Yes. Oh, no, 30, 30, yeah. Uh, no, 37 Sorry, yeah, 37 times. I thought my maths was good. So so another thing that... 37 could... times he's come first or second. So, so far, you've got Jack on the majors. Yeah. You've got Tiger on the PJ Tour. You've yeah. got Tiger on the cuts. Yeah. You've got Jack on the second places, which, again, you may or may not want to use. Competitor-wise, if you're looking at Tiger in his heyday, he had your Phils, your Ernies, your VJs, good, good, serious golfers. You're looking at Jack. You had Arnold Palmer, Gary Player, Tom Watson, Lee Trevino. <sighs> better competitors aren't they really I think you've got to argue I don't know I don't know I think I'd put Palmer player and Watson above Phil Ernie and VJ I definitely think in Tiger's early days from maybe obviously 97 till maybe 2002 he did have free reign there wasn't that many a lot of the best players were just coming to the close of their careers Mm. like Nick Faldo, Greg Norman, yeah. you know, all those guys, even Nicholas was still playing them, were just coming over the hill and into their kind of retirement. And none of the new blood, which weirdly he probably Your Rory, your DJs. Yeah, which he probably created, yeah. Tiger, like your John Rahm, your Jason Day, your DJ, your Rory, like you mentioned, Brooks Kepka, everyone. I think now, though, right now, I think the level of player is better right now. See, I, I, in some ways I wouldn't argue, but equally, if Tiger was his pomp now, would they just all be the second place men? Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to know, isn't it? So that's when we can't really answer. Then another little stat that doesn't really have any relevance, but I also thought it was interesting. Jack won his last major, which was the Masters, at the age of 45. When Tiger won the Masters last year, he was 43. Okay. So that sounds ridiculous, but in theory, if we gave Tiger another two years to equal like kind of Jack's age, he's got to win three, four majors in that time. Maybe he can go on and, and, and win at an older age, as Tom Watson almost proved in 09. Potentially age isn't just a number. With the game now becoming so much more about distance probably than ever has been. Yeah. And Tiger's injuries of the past, and he's kind of s- still swings it very, very powerfully. But I don't know. The other thing massively in Tiger's favour as well is he obviously held a Tiger Slam. So he's, he held all four majors at one time, not in the same calendar year. Yeah. But in 2000 to 2001, he held the US Open, the Open, the PGA, and the Masters. So good. That's all I've got. So it's... I don't <sighs> think this is a measurable stack, so I don't think it was being recorded then. World rankings? I don't believe the no, world I ranking don't. was out back then. I think no, it's I a don't. newer thing. Because weirdly, I saw a stat just recently about Dustin Johnson being 100 weeks at world number one and he's only the first of four people to be 
number one for a hundred weeks. I'm Can you s- name the other three? Yeah. Tiger. Yeah. Rory. Yeah. And there's one more. Yeah. Uh, this one was a curveball. Um, Luke Donald. No. no. Uh, one more guess. One more guess. Older. Much older. Not f- not, no, I wasn't Phil. I mentioned him just a minute ago. Uh, no, not Phil. Was it? I don't know. I'm gonna Greg Norman. Oh, he was the first one. I think so he was like, the first one. That must be when it really kicked in. The, it was the 86. World, world rankings did. Yeah, it was 86, I think. So that's that would that would have been quite nice to have seen if they'd have been doing world rankings when Jack Nicklaus but was with, around. But with 19 majors and how so 15 majors and 19 seconds, he'd have been top all the time. Yeah, wouldn't it, he? Would, it that would have been uh, again. That would have been something that could have been a tangible measurement. I feel like Jack in his heyday playing against all those greats that you mentioned before he might have spent seven years as world number one mm-hmm. where tiger was x amount of yeah. years as world number one whatever Do you know what? i feel like that could have could have been a definitive potential that person is the goat versus that person but as you mentioned before end of conversation because it really all comes down to majors so after all that what you, who you're saying well th- this is I still have to say Tiger, mm. even though I know factually it'll always have an asterisk next to it because he hasn't won as many majors as Jack Nicholas currently. Just win four more. Argument over then. <laughs> or even three more. We can call it a draw. You've won on other things. Yeah, I'm interested to hear what people think about this. So email us, podcast at rickshields.com or maybe comment on our Instagram. We'll have a little poll on something. Yeah, let's put a little poll on. Uh, maybe a story poll. I might do it now. Yeah, okay. For a live poll, and yeah. then we'll get the answer by the end of the podcast. So we'll hear by the end of this podcast what people... I think Tiger will win on... I just think, though, it's very much down to what generation you were in as well. For me, Tiger's massively changed the game, as he has for most people. He's made it cool. He was... he just Even the fact he looked different, he was different uh, in terms of his physique, how he played the game, how he hit the ball so hard and so far. Ethnicity as well. Like, yeah. All of that was so different. All, Somebody what, with an African-American father and a Thai mother to then come onto the European tour and dominate, which was so different and just so like refreshing, if you like. Um, I just think that, for me, I would say Tiger. But like you said, it always comes down to but who's won more majors. Majors are what the golfers kind of really seek obviously but that was quite long that was quite serious and quite golfy again it i think was. we're getting the hang of this <laughs> we might be able to classify ourselves as a, uh, a golf podcast soon <laughs> right so moving swiftly on and a nice little contrast into listener of the week okay we said well you said i had a really good idea of last week that we wanted people to go and rate the open podcast on apple podcast and to say that we sent them we have had, or they have had, a ludicrous amount of people. Like, ridiculous amount of people. <laughs> Thanks, so everyone. So, it was very, very hard to pick somebody. And I'll be honest with you now, the downside to when you write an Apple podcast, a lot of people put, like, random nicknames. So, maybe, like, ABC123456. So, you can't really call that person this for the week. I didn't know what the name was. So, I tried to find one that had, obviously, a name. So, I found Tony Wilson, 25. So, I'm presuming his name is Tony Wilson. Um, Tony Wilson 25 you are listener of the week officially brought to you by Rick Shields what do you want to say Rick congratulations Tony perfect that was short and snappy he's rating he put I listen to the Rick Shields golf show podcast and if he says it's worth a listen then who am I to argue and once again bang on from Rick and Guy for recommending a great podcast listening to a few already and they are amazingly brilliant if only there's more people like Tony Wilson do you know what I mean does what he does what he said in the tin, Tony Wilson, doesn't he? If there's only more episodes of the Open Podcast. Well, I've got some good news for you, Rick. What day is it today? Actually, to- no, not actually today, but today. It's Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're calling this on a Monday. I'm trying to be clever. Today's Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Rick Ludham is so confused there. You made me out. You looked at me like, what day is it? I'm like, well, it I, went hot then. Um, I went, I was going to say Monday. He's like, Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> it's Tuesday. <laughs> so today, depending on when people listen to this, but you listen to the, if you're a hardcore fan who listens on the day it comes out, like our best friends do, you know, if you if you listen to the podcast on a Tuesday, you're one of Rick's best friends, aren't you? Basically. And when he has you, this big basically boo- family, and when he has a boozy party in the garage, you're invited. And all you have yeah. to do is just come in and go, look, I listen on a Tuesday. <laughs> show evidence that you've listened on a Tuesday. Please, if you know in. where I live, though, do not turn <laughs> up to the garage with the podcast. Um, today, well, let's make this very cl- clear. Come this is a paid for sponsored piece of advertisement but right now honestly hand on heart it 
I think it's one of the best things that anybody could ever advertise because it's so bloody good. It is, yeah. But as Guy was just about to say, it's Tuesday, so you're getting the Rick Shields podcast and you're getting the, the new episode of the Open Podcast. For me, though, it's essential. Don't forget the simple rules. Listen to ours first and then listen to the Open Podcast. Do not break the rules. I'll subscribe to both. Quick thing, I don't want to like plead for subscribers, just a quick one. I listened to a podcast the other day that I won't name, but it was really good. There's a few of them. It was in my like, in my feed, yeah. but I wasn't subscribed because oh. no, Apple knows listen to it, just puts it there anyway. But you have to make sure you click subscribe to get yeah. us some brown like little points to get us up the charts. Yeah. So anyway, the open podcasts is out every Tuesday. It's available on your Apples, your Spotify's, your Googles, also the open website as well. Wherever you want to listen to podcasts, the open podcasts will be there. We've also had a couple of people on the Facebook group comment that they couldn't find it. Now I think weirdly, if you just put in the open podcast, it doesn't find it that well. If you put in the open podcasts with an S on the end, it'll find it straight away. So then you go and listen and like and subscribe and all that good stuff. This last week's episode, I think, even topped the first week's. Yeah, so the first week was all about Tom Watson at um, Murfield. Murfield yes. as well. And this uh, one was Murfield. This one was Murfield. I can't remember what Tom Watson... Uh, Turnberry. Turnberry Sorry, Tom Watson. Tom Watson, Turnberry. Right. This latest episode with Gary Evans, and it might be a name you've never, ever heard of. And it's honest, it's a name I've kind of semi-heard of, but didn't really know the story. Mm-hmm. Basically, he was moments away from walking away with the 2002 Open Championship at Muirfield. Yes. It was epic. The story he tells in this mini documentary, in the short documentary, is absolutely phenomenal. I, I couldn't believe what happened. It got to the point where I listened to it. I don't want to give too much away. You've got to, you've really got to listen to it. But I listened to it that much. I wanted to go straight onto YouTube and watch the actual video clip yes. of what happened because I couldn't believe on the seventeenth hole, the final round, so his seventy-first hole, he hits the ball left. He loses it. He goes back to where he hit it from. Still managed to get up and down on the path. That five. was outrageous. Let's talk about that hole actually because some people might listen to it already. Okay, that hole was. Outrageous. So it's a par five. Yeah. If he makes four, which is a birdie, four in the next hole, he would have won the open. Yeah. Now, he didn't know that at the time. He was about 15 holes ahead of the current leaders. But if he did birdie, which is an easy-ish hole, and then par in the last, he's won. What does he do on the 17, Frick? Kills a drive. Yes. Kills a drive. He puts a new driver in play that week and hits an amazing drive. He's 240 yards out to the... If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Green, he pulls his forward. He's trying to play this little cut into the middle of the green. Not really much, you know, going on. 
And up until that point, he's miles ahead on um, holes compared to the final victor, which was Ernie Els. He's on like the 17th and Ernie Els is like on the second or third hole. So he, he, he's so far ahead. What vegetable would you say was just cool as at that moment in time? <laughs> I think it says it in the actual commentary. It's cool as a cucumber. <laughs> he, um, one of the things that he does, he doesn't allow himself to think that he's going to win the Open until he's walking down the 17th hole. And he imagined for a split second he was going to win the Open. That's the first rule of things to don't do when you're playing in the Open. He pulls this forward, miles left, into thick, rough. And this is my favourite bit. He then explains how there was fans, patrons, whatever you want to call them, helping him look for his ball. You know when I was running, actually listening to this, I was doing a 5K, no big deal. Don't want to brag about that. Forget that. I was running and I was listening to this. And I, in my head, you know you picture things naturally? I was thinking six or seven people looking. I then did what you did, watched a video on YouTube, hundreds yeah. of people yeah. helping him look. Yeah. Callaway two. ball, no, not that one. Titleist one, no, it's not that one. He was playing Titleist two, I believe, wasn't he? Titleist two. Eventually, about four minutes and 30 seconds into his looking for his ball, they find Titleist two. There's a big cheer. It's like so cringy. There's a big cheer. Everyone's going, yeah, fire, yay. He picks it, he puts it, looks, turns it around. It doesn't have his marking on it. It wasn't his ball. So then he had to go back to the fairway yeah. to play the shot again. Yeah. What and happens then? Well, I think to find out what happens then ah, okay. you've got to listen to the open podcast but it was absolutely phenomenal well in this week's episode that's coming out today the same day as the rick shields podcast it's the story of michael campbell who was the nearly man listen to this short clip as a little teaser and i remember jumping into the van grabbing my clubs and i said to the driver i don't care what you do you know, I could be the first person in history to actually miss my tea time leaning lean the open. I said, just drive on the curb, just drive on the wrong side of the road, I've got to get there. But as you know, it's another five minutes to the to the uh, driving range, and the traffic there is horrendous. So I get to the driving range, I had probably about five balls. And I'm rushing back, so I'm getting the first tee, I'm leading the open, and I'm, I'm obviously full of anxiety already, straight to the first tee. On the team, Michael Campbell. So there you go. There's a little teaser. I'm excited to listen to that. I mean, to me, it sounds like I didn't come up with the first ever idea of hungover golf. No. It sounds like Michael Campbell might have been doing this in the year 2009, right? <laughs> you know what, though? I was thinking the other day, the only downside to these podcasts, it's only a small, well, it's a big one, actually. It's making me miss the open. Because yeah. I've been fortunate to go probably out of the last 10 years, probably seven of them. And I absolutely love going to the Open and hearing all these stories about it and the, even the crowds and the announcer, like then the announcer and everything. It's really making me miss it. And I just hope, fingers crossed, that in 2021 it's all back to normal and the Open is obviously held with obviously a live kind of crowd and audience and fans. I thought you were going to say two things. Go on. It's making you miss the Open and two, it's making you realise how... Uh, ill-prepared and terrible our podcast is our podcast is ill-prepared and it's not terrible but it's it's poor <laughs> what we'll do as well i say what for one more week rick let's have a list of the week who, who leads a review on the podcast as well okay so ideally head over to the open podcast on apple rate it five stars and leave a review and say that the rick shields golf show sent you or something along those lines and we'll pick a winner for next week um oh well yeah a winner is it right to say a winner of listener of the week you know so. you win it yeah I think so. It's quite an honour. Yeah, I suppose. We don't get, we only, we've only, listen, there's only 44. That's if we've probably not even done it every single episode. Can you remember the name of the winner for this week? Um, wait. I've got it. Tony. Tony. Tony Wilson. Tony Stevens. There's only one Tony Wilson. <laughs> I was going to say Tony Stevens for some reason. Um, so that was that. Can we stop talking about the open podcast now? Yeah. It's cause too much, isn't it? It is good, though, getting paid. I absolutely, this weekend, honestly, oh, I lived the high life. I had a fillet steak. Why you sound like you were from South Africa? I <laughs> lived the high life. Because <laughs> I was drinking so much South African wine. How much does that cost? 20 quid? I'll pay 30. Take my money. Do me head in my pocket. Pockets are so fat. Even when I went to driving yesterday, I paid for 100 balls for my brother. Six quid. I'll pay. You paid? Yeah, I'll pay. No, no danger. I'll pay for that. I didn't even hit them all. I hit about 30 balls. And give the rest to my mate. I thought you had connections. Well, I have, but 
They always ask about you and ask about me. How's Rick getting on? <laughs> oh, yeah, he's fine, thanks. How am I? Though? Is Rick coming down? Yeah. Does Rick want some free balls? <laughs> you know, she said, oh, Rick's coming down. Can I get some free balls, please? Um, speaking of Rick, do you want to do a dear Rick? <laughs> Let's go for it. Um, what a great plug. I can't remember if this was a good one or not. Because the problem this week, I had there some emails asking for the free balls. I really struggled to find good content. Okay. Um, and I know that this guy wants to be anonymous. So... Dear Rick and Guy, which is a nice touch to add you don't have to. Um, anonymous, please. So please don't let me say his name. If I do, we'll have to stop the podcast, take it out. I have an issue, and I, as I'm saying this now, by the way, I can't remember what this is at all. So I'm going to read it. We've got an, I can't remember for the life of me what this was. Um, I have an issue that I experienced as a beginner golfer, and your advice could help. I am a beginner golfer, and I've been playing um, the game seriously since May. Grew up watching golf and caddying for my dad, who was a 13 handicapper. So I like to think I understand the game and have to get a bit more than other beginners, which makes sense. The issue I have is that when I play on the course, I feel like I'm pl- playing slowly and holding people up. I suffer from a push slice to the right, which leads to a lot of looking for balls and have to play some difficult recovery shots. I try to avoid spending too, la- ta- too long looking for the lost balls, but you can see how this problem can be compound and slow the round down. I end up rushing my shots, trying to speed things up, and then at their fault, in a worse shot as a result of trying to play faster. This is making the game less enjoyable and more frustrating. I have already experienced a group hitting into us off the tee, which ended in some choice words being exchanged. I'm constantly shooting, consistently shooting uh, 100 to 110, but I have shot in the 90s a couple of times when I'm able to take my time. I've had a few lessons, and I know I can hit straight shots at the range. I feel like being on the course and the added pressure of a group behind me and watching me causes me to be poor, which leads to the slow play. Am I entitled to take my time, brackets, within reason, or do I need to learn to hit more consistent shots before playing on a course? I wonder if this problem is common with beginners. Any advice would be much appreciated. P.S. I am based in the UK and I'm playing on an open public pay-and-play course, not on a member's course. Uh, most of the other members are also so. Most of the other players are also members and not guests. I think that was a really good question. Really good question, and it, it's one of those ones. I always have to remind myself of what it was like learning how to drive a car. Every time I'm stuck behind a pat learn driver, nice. yeah. So every time you're on the road and you're stuck behind a, a you know one of those cars with the L on the top or whatever. You really have to remind yourself and go, I was that person one time. Now, for me and for you and for probably for most people listening, in golf, sometimes we don't remember being that learner because we did it as a kid. Yes. Like I did it when I was 11. You'd have done it about the same time. Yeah. I don't remember learning. I remember being out on the golf course with my family. My mum got me into it and a, a few friends at the time. And I remember playing fast with definitely put as a as a very high priority Mm -hmm. like to the point where sometimes you'd almost have to pick up your ball and i found it a bit oh i don't want to pick up my ball but it was because there was a group coming behind etc so i think at first i I get it like if you're going out on the golf course and the other side for mr anonymous i also can imagine (laughs) what it's like to have that pressure of someone behind you again Going back to that learner driver, I remember being the learner driver, driving the car at 17, 18, and a, a car right on my ass, like flashing the lights and not giving me any time. It's like, just chill out. Like One, I can't go any faster because of the speed limit. Two, I'm learning. I'm going to stall the car at traffic lights. I'm going to not. I'm gonna get things wrong. Just be patient with me. In golf, though, we don't get that learner badge, and there's no big L stuck above your head when you're out on the golf course for in, the first time playing. I think in Europe, playing. they have some things that they have to like, pass. I can't remember what it's called. In Germany, they Is have like, like a, a license. Yeah, that's the one. And you, you, have to, um, you have to go to a golf professional. You have to say, you know, I'm looking to learn golf. They will put a program together for you, and at the end of that program, you have to pass a, a competency, te- competency test. Is that the right word? Competency, compliance, compliance test out on the golf course so that you are able to then go out on the golf course and play in public golf courses members golf yeah, course etc i guess i think my best advice for mr anonymous would be two things he's experienced playing good golf when it's quiet yeah that's a big one mm-hmm. like if you can get out when it's quiet do so like i know it's not always ideal it's not always perfect but if you can get out the last group of the day if you can get out on the back nine when it's quiet whatever it may be then you can build confidence and get good at being fast at, at certain times. The other thing, and and, I th- and this is where you experienced it recently when you went, went and played at Marriott with a few friends of yours. 
and I've experienced that on the golf course. I don't mind if someone's slow because they're playing bad golf. Mm-hmm. I don't mind that. No. Like that doesn't Everyone offend starts me. somewhere. That doesn't offend me. What absolutely grinds my gears is when somebody's slow for really insignificant reasons. Yes. They put the trolley on the wrong side of the green. I hate that. They're marking the scorecard on the actual putting green. They leave the flag on the, the wrong side of where they're walking to. They don't play ready golf. So as soon as you're ready to hit, you should hit. They're waiting for par fives to clear. It's like 290 yards away. Those things annoy me more. Yeah, I think some of those, though, maybe not the par five one, but some of those do go hand in hand with being a new golfer as well, though, because things like that to me and you are just obvious. You put your bag on the side that you exit the hole. Some higher handicappers or new golfers don't even think that, but I know what you mean. It's not the same. That, that's more annoying than someone's topping it or losing the ball. But your man said he used to caddy when he was a kid. So he knows that, doesn't he? So True. Like, Good he point. does know those, those kind of golf hand, like, golf etiquette handicaps i think there's a few handicaps you could have in golf you could have the mental handicap which i know we've touched on before you can have the actual playing ability handicap and then you can actually have an etiquette handicap as well and all of them need to improve for you to be a, a, a you know a comfortable golfer really i agree i'll tell you what I, one thing that i noticed i'm not saying they shouldn't do this but a lot of new golfers um, know what the best score is don't they so they might say oh i'm new to golf the best is 125 for example or that guy was 110. But the fact they're keeping score of every shot like that is probably why as well it's taking them so long. So I'm not, I'm not, I know that's part of golf is having a gross score. So I'm not saying they shouldn't do that because it's part of what's fun. It's also like having a PB that you can go and beat. But if he maybe played Stableford and had to give himself two shots a hole, if he does go out of bounds twice, just forget that hole and carry on, that would help him speed up a little bit. But equally, if he's paid his money to go and play a golf course, he should be able to play properly and keep his score if he wants to. So... It is a hard one. I think sometimes as well, it's like you said, then he's had people hit balls at him and kick off. So, but a lot of the time, people aren't that bothered. As long as you're not ridiculously slow and you're not actually holding up people on every single hole, most people aren't that. The only thing I hate, and we see it sometimes in my film, and we always let people through, is the old hand on the hip brigade. I hate that. Just just looks it to say like, come on, hurry up, get out of the way. And it happens so quickly. Oh, yeah, from... Like, it wouldn't... Oh. It wouldn't bother me if someone, like, sometimes we're out on the golf course, you might see from the videos, it is often quite quiet because we go out at the right times because we are very conscious about, you know, holding people up. But there are times, sometimes we'll be on a hole and there'll be a group that comes up on the tee and they might have just literally got on the tee, like literally, hand on the hip and you're thinking, right, come on, give us a minute to move out the way, will you? You can't just literally expect to tee up and hit straight away. Um, I think the other thing as well, if, if Mr. Anonymous you know, does let groups through and just kind of says to him, really sorry guys, I'm, I'm kind of quite new to the game, I'm still learning the ropes, you know, I'm sure there can be a night, it doesn't have to be confrontational, it can be, oh, I'm really sorry, you know, um, you know, I think as long as you let people through, you're conscious about what's happening around you, um, go out at the right time and just like say, make sure you absolutely nail the other things that could make you a slow player. If you get that right, I don't think you'll have any issues. I like how you go quite like um, serious, considered, and curing when you're doing Derek. You change one minute, you're a lager, like, go and get pissed. The next thing, it's like really sincere. Because I think it means a lot. When, no, I like when, it. When really, somebody literally, features. somebody is, is emailing in with an issue, I do want to take it serious. And I like that. And I don't have to remember anyone's name. Yes. Because it's all anonymous. One thing we're lacking, actually, which you could do with, if you're listening still to this point, it's 45 minutes in. Don't be giving anything away. We've not had, um, no, we've not had many good nightmare golf shots or nightmare golf stories, whatever you want to call it. So if you've got anything what's happened on the golf course that's been a nightmare, that's been really funny, and you want to share it with us, either anonymously or not, email us, podcast at rickshields.com, and we'll, we'll feature some. I had an email for a friend. Just super Go quickly, on. the poll. Oh, right, okay. Is, I'm, I'm going to mention the final numbers at the end, but we've had... Oh, my word. I've we've had it. over 700 people vote, and it's a bit of a landslide. So yeah. wait till the end of the podcast. And also, we might call out a few people who've, who've mentioned one name and find out why. Okay. Anyway. So I've got a friend called The Mouse, right? <laughs> Sorry. I've got a friend called The Mouse. And he's, why is he called the mouse? Um, well, he's a friend from university, and one of my other friends, John, coined him as the mouse. Literally, how was so when did I finish? I finished you seven, eight, nine years ago, and it's just stuck. 
Um, it's a mouse. He's quite pesky and got quite a lot of schemes up his sleeve, <laughs> so it kind of suits him quite well. Does but, he like cheese? <laughs> yes, I think he, he does. does like cheese. Um, he also likes golf as well, actually. Okay, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he texted me about something, actually, the day, which was quite a good point. Do you remember on the last episode... I, I didn't actually know really listened. I knew you watched your videos, didn't know we listened. But if you remember on the last episode, I said that people should write the name of a golf ball and put it in the hole, saying listen to the Rick Shields golf show or something like that. And yeah. Then the course. Well, he made a good point that that's not very really COVID safe, is it? I didn't even think oh, of that. For God's sake. So that's what the mouse is like. P- yeah, PC brigade. Don't like but, it. <laughs> <laughs> can you just say I don't like the mouse? Can sound bite, sound bite that, please? Um, he did actually then send an email as well, and he put pick me. So firstly, the mouse, I'm not going to pick you with some free golf balls. I'll, I might give you some next time I see you as a treat. But he actually had quite a good idea for a giveaway, which again, you're not going to win the mouse, so if that's what you're itching at. But let me run this by you. I feel like we need him as a guest. The mouse, he'd love that. Um, so he said, hi, Guy and Rick, listened all the way through. Did get a bit flat towards the end, but I have an idea. That's what you get again with the mouse. He's very down to earth. But he said, for a Christmas podcast, right, brackets dart season, which is true, why don't you pick 20 people from the comments of, of, of maybe off the um, Facebook group or Instagram page or something or just emails and put the name against a number on the dartboard, right? So we've got 20 names, one to 20 on the dartboard. We then have three darts each to throw at the board and whoever those land on gets a prize. So I don't know how we can make that bigger, like how we could get the names in the first place, but I think there's some, something in that. So we've got a dartboard still. We've got a dartboard. We've got we've got darts. We've got two very skilled darts players. So maybe we'll have a think about that. Maybe towards the end of the year, like I said, to Christmas, we'll run some kind of competition where people enter and we'll pick 20 people. They all get a space on the board and we throw three darts each. Nice. And they win a good prize. <laughs> I like that. But the mouse can't enter. Um, I've got some Facebook questions for you as well this week. We always have a safety net of Facebook questions because we never know how the podcast is going to go. How do you think it's gone today? Medium. Yeah, I don't know if the toll of the late night watching the PGA Tour and, you know, getting all this golf knowledge that I, I get and, you know, making sure this place is nice and presentable. I've just I've just maybe not felt my, my best today. How would you rate me today? You've done well. <laughs> Carried the show. <laughs> you have. You have, really. Um, while I'm looking for some questions, did you have anything else to fill a minute or so? Yeah, I did find, uh, that's what I'm looking for on the email right now, somebody talking about golf balls actually had some golf balls designed with the Rick Shields Golf Podcast logo that's on. That's quite cool. Um, I don't know what cool. he was getting at because I never responded to his email. <laughs> but let me, <laughs> Standard. Let me find it again. Um, I'll tell you what we have had, and I've just shown you, can we speak about them, actually? I think we should. I'd be impressed if anyone else got them. So basically, on Twitter and Facebook recently, I wanted to get hold of some of the original Pro V1s dating back to 2000, the year 2000, which seems a long time ago now. And um, I didn't think I'd be able to get some that are the absolute original. literally says on the side, Pro V1 392. Love it. No arrows, no logo. Like, that is no it. No nonsense. No nonsense. <laughs> Well, the good news is I've got nine brand spankers sent over from Eric in, um, where's he from? I think he's from Holland. Um, So they are going to be tested because there's a new Pro V1 golf ball coming out. Whether we do it against that, I don't know. We've not quite decided. I might just keep them as collectors. Keep six. He didn't even charge them for me. I wanted to pay. I wanted to buy them off him. He didn't even, didn't charge me a penny. He should be listening to the world. He should be. He can go on our dartboard. Yeah, he can. Yeah. <laughs> Number 20 at the top. Um, so, yeah, hopefully that's going to be a really cool video. What's the other thing I wanted to tell you about? Um, I saw, I've seen some emails flying about in the inbox today about you arranging some new clubs to be delivered. We can't talk about any of those yet, can we? Um, no, we, we can. It rhymes with... Ding. Ding. We can, no, we can, actually. So... I'm sure most of you who are hardcore golf nerds like me have, have seen the Ping G425 metals and stuff online. Um, Ping have essentially decided to stagger the release of these products. So they're available now in like Australia and Asia, but they're only going to be launched in the US and the UK in February. And, and we can't review them until January, which is a bit of a shame. But it's all because of COVID, essentially. So what Ping have said is, which I quite respect, they're not going to have the stock. So if they release them now in the UK and the US and people get fitted for the new irons and drivers, they just can't actually get the product in your hands until February. So fair play. However, I have ordered Rick's specs up today. I, also, I ordered all the drivers, 
obviously irons, three wooden hybrid, which I'm not sure you, you might use, but we might not do a video on them, but also I thought I might have a go on them as well. So that was, that was partly why. Um, but yeah, that's exciting. They will be coming soon, but we just can't release the video. The new so drivers look really, look really good. good. There's three. There's an SF Tech, there's an LS Tech, and there's a, a, Ma- uh, a Max as well, so it's kind of the bigger one. Yeah, I really um, like the look of those. Question-wise then, on Facebook, this is a good question. It's not good, but it's funny. Adam Stratton said, opinion on cell phone usage on the course. Now, we don't really have a leg to stand on with regards to using a phone on the golf course because a lot of our videos, your videos are filmed with a phone, aren't they? Yeah. We, weirdly, we've actually had complaints sometimes where we've been on a golf course, Not certainly not the Marriott, but other golf courses where members have complained post us coming in saying they were on the mobile phones. We weren't actually on our mobile phones, but we were not on phone calls, but we were making videos with mobile oh, phones. Um, I, I think as long as you're respectful, I think messaging, checking social media, that is absolutely fine. If you're on a phone call and you're on, out on your own, that's fine. I just think you shouldn't have your phone on loud. You shouldn't be taking phone calls or speaking when other people are hitting. If you are going to need to get a phone call, go somewhere quiet. Um, but it doesn't offend me one bit. No, standard. This is a really good question, actually. And at first, I thought I had an answer, and then I thought, oh, actually, no, I've not. Ollie Smith said, iron head covers equal embarrassing. <laughs> Does the same apply to a scorecard holder that I've just ordered? Now, my first reaction was the plastic nasty ones getting a pro shot with the pencil in for three ninety nine. However, you can get some really good scores. Oh, I've got one. And you can and, get some sick leather ones. And a lot of the tour players have them, they and do. they look sick. Yeah, they all so, have the course planner in it, and the gr- re- uh, green books and everything. It looks a little bit worn, a awesome. little bit like leather's yeah. gone a bit. Like Westwood had like a Knotts Forest one, and Matt Wallace has like a Man United one, and Bryson DeChambeau has one that says "bad" because that's his initials. I think they look really cool. <laughs> I do, and I know it sounds weird, but there's nothing worse. I've not played a comp for ages. But Playing in the comp and your scorecard getting dis- well, your yeah. opponent's scorecard or yeah. getting destroyed in your pocket. So I'm not against them whatsoever. The other thing as well, just a very quick one on the on the mobile phones. I would honestly say when I'm playing golf, is the time I spend least on my phone. Yeah, which is it's good nice, isn't for it? Me. Putting it's it away, nice putting it in the bag. I mean, the only problem for me is as soon as I go off the golf course, I'm like zombied for like ten minutes. So you I love can, that, though, don't you? Think the day that's it. your fix. I can catch it up on the world, but bar that, anyway. Yeah, I think uh, I think scorecard holders, as long as it. Like I say, a bit personalised, bit of a you know, a nice design, nice touch, leather, one that you use all the time. Yeah, I like that. I'm a big fan. Something you touched on before, but before I got on to this, did you see the other day that I accepted a post of a of a bloke with his young lad swing asking yeah, for tips? Yeah. And I commented and blocked every comment I then turned comments off. <laughs> Somebody asked, um, this is my son's swing, anyone want to give him any tips? Now I think in hindsight it was a bit of a gloat. He had a nice little swing, they had really good hip rotation, so I don't blame him for when I show off his child's swing. But the last thing we want in the Facebook group is people commenting on other people's swings, giving them advice when, let's be frank, you don't know what you're talking about. And I'm the same. I couldn't give swing advice, really. Um, so that led me on to this. It's from Aaron, um, again, on the Facebook. He said, getting my kids into golf, age seven and six, should I let them hit it and enjoy it, or should I be teaching them techniques? Let them hit it and enjoy it. How yes. old are they? Sorry. Seven and six. Yeah, at that certainly at that age, just... just let them enjoy it. I think a few little tidbits, yes, like potentially where they put their feet, roughly how they hold the golf club. Apart from that, let them have pure fun. Yeah, I think that's the thing. If they're, if they're holding it like cat-handed and it was affecting them, maybe tell them to hold it the right yeah. way. But even then, but it, it's not it essential, doesn't matter. No. That's uh, good. <laughs> <laughs> this is the point where I would, sometimes what I do is I'll screenshot good questions ready. Another time, I just freestyle it. Right, let's go back to this topic then. Go on. Goat. Oh, yeah. So, I've put on the poll, and it's, on, it's not been on long. What's, just quickly, what's your thoughts on the term GOAT, by the way? I do use uh, it now, but I don't massively like it. What's the... I don't know. I think the thing is now, it's it's become a thing that you know what it means. Yeah, like YOLO. Yeah. Like, I used to know, I used to not understand what GOAT meant. Did you not? No. Like when it first came out and I was confused, I was like, what does this mean? You know what you need to do? Just go on Google. Google it. <laughs> Urban Dictionary. Why Why is everyone called them the goat? Anyway, I put a poll on 29 minutes ago now. It's had over a thousand votes. That's quite quick. On, on, on our... On um, the Rick Shields Golf Show podcast Instagram page. <laughs> yeah. At the Rick Shields Golf Show. Follow it. You ready for this? Go on. All right, you already know. But people listening. 29 minutes, it's been on for... A thousand and 
118 votes. 1,018, okay. 913, which is 90%, has voted for Tiger Woods. Eldrick Woods wins again. 10% is Jack Nicholas. Is it just that Jack Nicholas fans aren't on Instagram? Possibly. What would be interesting for me, there's quite a lot, obviously there's a hundred odd people that have picked Jack. Like, I'd love to just face that, like, Harry. Say why? Our Harry. Our Harry. Has he put Jack? Yeah. Like, our editor and videographer, Harry, has put Jack. If you're going off stats, you can't argue, can you? Shall I ring him? Yeah, go on. <laughs> so this is, a, this is a podcast exclusive. I'm ringing Harry, our Please editor. Please, Hello. Hi, Harry. Hi. You're live on the podcast. <laughs> oh, that's scary. This is where he's done it wrong or something. We're just flicking through the poll that we've put on. Mm-hmm. Tiger and Jack. Mm-hmm. I know it's your name. You voted Jack. Uh, um, do you not agree? Uh, listen, it's not not from my choice. We, we've, mm-hmm. If you listen to the podcast, you'd know what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't listen to it because we're, we're recording it how right many, now. How many tournaments has Jack won? We had this start. 72, I think it was. How many has Tiger won? 83. How many majors has Jack won? Ah, he's on 18. It now. How many Tiger won? 15. There you go. Okay. So that's where it's going off. Do you, do you, do you know this? It has to, doesn't it? Over a, thousand, <laughs> over a thousand people have voted, and only a hundred have voted for Jack. You're in the 10%. Was it, was it the greatest of all time or the best of all time? What's the difference? There's a big difference. Elaborate, please. I think to be the greatest of all time, it, you can work off statistics. I think to be like the best of all time, you don't necessarily have to work off statistics. So I think to the greatest of all time, Jack. <laughs> Very good. Tiger <laughs> might have had a better season, might have had a better year than Jack, whereas his ability was better than Jack's ability ever was. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you're taking this really seriously. Either way. That new video you've just edited is sick. Yeah, well done. Great. People are going to enjoy that. So if you're watching the two iron video that's going to come out this week, Harry's edited that and it's class. Anyway, Harry, crack on. We'll catch you soon. Okay. Bye. You can tell Rick doesn't employ onions, can't you? He's a good lad. He's switched <laughs> on, isn't he? Um, yeah, he's gone He's gone for the stats route. There I've got go. a question here that's for me, but I want to see your reaction, but don't say it on the podcast. So I want to, you have to, like, <laughs> this is quite fun. You'll see why. Okay. Someone said, question for Guy. If you got approached, play a full set from a manufacturer, who would you choose? Now, obviously, again, like Rick, I want to remain impartial. Um, but, oh, what's that? A bit of, uh, yeah. But genuinely now, I have a mixed bag as it stands. I've got Cobra Metals. I've got Titus Dions, Nike Wedges, TaylorMade Puttums, you know, 2 iron, Nike 3 Wood, etc. I honestly think the best brand, if I had to choose everything, would come down to Titleist or TaylorMade. And I think oh, I'd possibly go TaylorMade through the bag. Now, mm. don't comment, but just give me a head movement. What do you think to that statement? I can say. Okay, that's, that's good. All right, okay, is that what you... I don't know if that's what I'd definitely is go that for. Titleist? The only thing I'm... Well, I probably have to said that. No, I wouldn't. I'd go tight list. I don't know why I just said that. Ball, tight list. I think we've had a conversation like this before on the podcast. I think there's a couple of things. I think if you went tight... Let's say... That, and I think this is the only kicker. You had to have that set for the next 10 years. Yeah, tight list date's better, than it? Yeah. But if we do it like top trumps, ball is nothing in it. But I'm just going to go Pro V1. It's what I know. Wedges, I actually love the tailor-made wedges. The only thing I don't like with your wedges is I do think it looks a bit gimmicky now, that face, how it rusts and the rest doesn't. But that's, like not, that's not a big deal. I'd go probably Vokies. Irons, I like my irons, but I could easily put your irons in the bag. Your irons are class. Yeah. Um, the two iron things they've got, both the same. Metals, I'm probably going to go tailor-made. Putters, I feel like I should say Scotty, but I've got a spad now and love it. <laughs> yeah. So it's hard, isn't it? Yeah. It's... Mixed bag is the way to go. Well, you look at it now on tour, so many have got mixed bags. Yeah, I think I don't think there's any other brands bar those two that you could go full bag. Ping don't do a ball, so you can't do ping. 
Um, Callaway, oh, Callaway do a ball. <sighs> I wouldn't go Callaway. I just, I just couldn't use Callaway ball. No. If I'm honest, the rest of them still really yeah, good. Drive, uh, drivers are always good performing. I'm just not the best. Like they're not as sexual. You could go Mizuno, but you wouldn't, would you? But there's no, there's no harm in it. The balls actually are decent. The uh, putters. That... I wasn't a massive fan of the putters, but I'm sure they'll get better. And that's just my own personal opinion. But could go Wilson. Could Coco go Wilson. Got some interesting Wilson balls coming soon. We have. Um, could go Wil- uh, Could who say Shrixen? Yeah, Shrixen. I don't think I'd be able to use a Shrixen driver though. No. Anyway, we did digress, guys. Thanks for listening to the Rituals podcast. Make sure you you straight away don't put your phone down. Whatever you're going to do now for the next fifty minutes, cancel it. You can jump over to the Open Podcast and listen to the new Michael Campbell episode that's just come out, and make sure you rate it, leave a review, and as always, make sure you rate and leave a review on our podcast too guy thanks so much for all your hard work behind the scenes oh thanks that's nice where's that gone from just true thanks. i literally turn up and pick up the microphone and go what we're doing today and you go this is what we're doing so it's very very much appreciated oh that's nice guys thanks for listening we'll see you next week stay tuned lots more to come and that is us out shout out to the mouse <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna edit that out <laughs> <laughs>